What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Downtown Brown Town podcast, now probably a part of the Blue Wire Hustle podcast network. I'm your host, Jake Brown, otherwise known as Downtown Brown. And let's get right into it. Uh, if you haven't already, please make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Downtown underscore Brown on Twitter and at Downtown underscore Brown 33 on Instagram. I'll post all my work on those two platforms social media platforms, that is. Um, and to find my podcast, you can find it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Search Downtown Brown Town and you will see it there. Uh, also, the links will be, I'll tweet out the links when I have new episodes and every Thursday morning around 5 a.m., a new episode will be posted. So if you follow me on Spotify, it'll appear in your in your episode section of your library. Um, and, and if you follow me on Apple Podcasts, you should get a notification that uh, when a new pod is up. So just want to make sure everyone's up to date on how to find my content. So let's go ahead and re- get right into it here. Um, a lot to talk about since we talked last after the Bucks uh, took down the Brooklyn Nets on ring night. Um, since then, the Bucks have won two games and lost two games. Um including the game tonight, or it'd be last night when you're hearing this, um, falling to the Minnesota Timberwolves 113 to 108 at Pfizer Forum. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about the game uh, last night and then also um, just kind of a little bit of a gut check. How are the Bucks looking? Uh, just some high-level analysis on some of the players, how they've looked so far. I'm not going to dive too much into all the specifics of the last four games. Um, just some some things about certain players. I will touch on the last night's game, though, as it is relevant. So um, we'll start with the game last night. Bucks falling again to the Minnesota Timberwolves, one thirteen to one hundred eight. Tough game for the Bucks here. I mean, they just start out really flat. The, the The Timberwolves started the game seven for seven from the field. D'Angelo Russell four for four from the field to start this game earlier on. They just couldn't miss early, and they were they were rolling. I mean, the Minnesota Timberwolves scored forty four points in the first quarter, uh, and the Bucks thirty four. So we were down ten after one. Um, really, that's just not a great way to start the game, obviously, and. Being in that uphill battle is just really hard to overcome a lot of the time. So um, that's just tough for a team like Milwaukee. Um, again, with two starters out tonight in Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez, uh, Dante DiVincenzo also out again tonight. Uh, I expect him to be out for a while still. Um, but just tough to, to take that big of a, you know, of a deficit early on in the game. And then the, the Timberwolves came out hot again to the start of the second quarter, ended up leading by 20 points in the game. And uh, the Bucks were able to at least climb back a little bit and win the second quarter by two to only be down eight at half, which felt like a big win. Um, and then uh, the Bucks cut it to three or early on in the third quarter. I think it was 66 to 63 after a nice uh, three-point basket from Grayson Allen. And then uh, Timberwolves go on a quick 7-0 run to, to get the game to 73-63. And from there, really, the Bucks just couldn't get a firm grasp on the game. Um, there were points where they'd get it six points, but the Timberwolves would just rally back. Some careless turnovers by Milwaukee, missed shots. We were really struggling from the three-point line tonight. Bucks ended up shooting 
um, 11 for 50, or sorry, 14 for 51, that being 27 and a half percent from three, it's not going to get it done a lot of nights. Um, so yeah, it's just one of those games where, you know, the bucks just, they looked flat. They didn't look like they were super amped to play this game. I mean, Giannis was great. Um, but he didn't have a whole lot of help. 40 points for Giannis in 35 minutes, 15 for 23 from the field. It's three of six, three pointers, seven for nine from the free throw line, which is great. 16 board, seven assists and three blocks for Giannis. Um, he was great tonight. You know, he came and brought a lot of energy, but again, he just did not have a lot of support. Um, other guys really struggle. I mean, your next leading scorer is Chris Middleton at 16, but definitely a down night for him. Uh, 16 again, uh, six for 16 from the field in 34 minutes, one for eight from three, three for four from the free throw line, five boards, five assists and three steals for Chris. Um, he just was struggling tonight. He had, he had one turnover, felt like more, uh, he was a little sloppy with the ball at times. Um, and it was just one of those games where he just couldn't get into a rhythm. Um, so it's tough, you know, when we're missing two starters and we don't have another guy that scores over 20 points other than Giannis. So it's just one of those games that we've seen many times in Giannis's career that he's been like one of the only guys that's really came to play and everyone else is just struggling to, to get it done offensively. So it's definitely what it felt like tonight. I mean, when you look at the single game plus minuses, I know those are misleading, but Giannis plus nine in his 35 minutes, pretty much everyone else was negative besides Grayson Allen and Jordan Wara um, and George Hill. Um, but, you know, again, just one of those days, the shots really weren't falling and it just looked like the Bucks had low energy tonight. Shooting only 41.1% from the field uh, is not great when the, the Timberwolves shoot 47.3% from the field. Uh, they only shot 29 percent from three and the Bucks shooting 27 and a half. So not a big discrepancy there. It felt like they made a lot more three pointers in 13 um, guys like Russell uh, Edwards, Carl Anthony towns, their big three were, were knocking them down. But um, again, it's just, it's nothing to be too concerned about. Obviously it's a disappointing loss for the Milwaukee bucks, you know, losing to the Minnesota Timberwolves at home. They have beaten them seven straight times at home. It's not great. You know, it's not something that, you want to do, I mean, this Minnesota Timberwolves teams three and one on the season. Granted, they have played garbage teams uh, in the Rockets and the Pelicans. I think they might have played the Rockets twice, um, but either way, they have not played good teams this year. Um, so, yeah, it's just one of those losses that's obviously disappointing. You never want to lose to a team like that, but I got to give credit to Minnesota. They played with uh, tenacity on defense guys like Jaden McDaniels and Jared Vanderbilt were really aggressive on D I thought McDaniels did a great job on Chris Middleton. Uh, he's a long, uh, athletic four around six, nine, um, who's known for his defense and, and kudos to him. He played fantastic on defense. He really made things hard for Chris Middleton. Um, again, six for 16 from the field from Chris, that's inefficient from his perspective, especially one for eight from three. So, uh, McDaniels made him earn every single basket and it was really tough on Chris to, to make shots tonight. So I really got to give a lot of credit to Minnesota. Their defense has been really good to start the season, obviously with the addition of Patrick Beverly coming off your bench, that certainly helps given that he's a very feisty player um, who is a guy that you pretty much everyone, every team hates besides the team that he is on. 
Um, so definitely not a fan of his, but the guy plays hard and he's an impact player. So um, kudos to this Minnesota team. You know, they're intriguing. Uh, they got a chance to make the play-in tournament this year for sure. They're going to be in contention. I mean, three and one start for them is great. Beating the defending champs in their home court. That's a big statement win for them. So um, again, big, big congrats to them. They played well. Their big three was dynamite tonight. D'Angelo Russell, 29 points, 12 for 25 from the field. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, 25 points, Anthony Edwards, 25. Um, I mean, those guys came to play and they, they carried their team. Anthony Edwards is a star in the making. Uh, he is very explosive offensively. He's got a, a very good NBA body and, uh, he had the, the game ceiling basket there at the end when the, the Bucks were able to claw back in the game towards the end of the fourth quarter. There was about five minutes left and the Bucks were down either 11 or 13. And I was at the point of like, all right, let's just take the starters out. It's over. Like we're not winning this game. We don't need our to play our starters extended minutes. Just take the L on this one and move on. It just didn't seem like a game that we were going to be able to win. Anytime we felt like we would get a close Minnesota would rally and get a couple buckets or we would just have careless turnovers. It felt like the Bucks of old, to be honest, when um, they would either be trailing in a game like this and they just, they cut it close and then they just make a couple of turnovers and, and then a couple of baskets by the opposing team. And that's a wrap or the games when they would be leading by a lot and you could just slowly, slowly see the lead decreasing uh, with the other team about to take the lead. So um, yeah, that it's tough, but um, again, the Bucks were able to cut it close at the end. There it was a two point game. Um, and then obviously, uh, Chris, after Chris Middleton hit the big uh, two-point basket in the corner, uh, Anthony Edwards drives down and uh, gets an and one on Chris Middleton. Great finish by him. Makes the free throw to go up by five. Actually, I think he missed it. No, he missed it, yeah, and then he made his last two. Bucks took it down the court after that. Didn't take a timeout with eight seconds left. Interesting call by Coach Bud there. Um, and George Hill basically just drove and – turned it over. <laughs> um, so that was the story of that game. Uh, again, disappointing. I'm not going to take too much from it. Uh, a couple points that I do want to mention though, is Bobby Portis and Shemi Ojale made their Bucks debuts this season. And it was pretty rough for both of them, to be honest. Now, obviously Bobby Portis is a Milwaukee legend already. Um, but, uh, he struggled tonight for sure, especially defensively. Um, Six points for Bobby in 15 minutes, three for seven from the field, missed all of his three-pointers, three boards for him, a minus 10 in his 15 minutes. Guys like Carl Anthony Towns and Naz Reed were really taking it to him in the post, um, and we were really struggling in those lineups when Bobby was the biggest guy out there. His defense was was extremely suspect tonight, and he looked a little rusty on offense, too. His three-pointers just didn't look like he got enough legs under him. Um, and, you know, he's coming back from an injury. He hasn't played all year, so I'm not going to take too much stock from that. But uh, obviously great to see him back out there. I am excited to, to not see uh, Mamu getting minutes at this point in time. Now, I still think he has some potential in this league, but he was getting absolutely roasted on defense. Um, and I just think he was a, a net negative for the Bucks pretty much on all aspects of the game. Um, now, Bobby Portis's defense, wasn't any better, but 
Uh, we obviously know what he can give offensively and from an energy perspective off the bench, uh, something that the Bucks have definitely needed with their lack of bigs uh, with the Brooke Lopez injury. So great to see Bobby out there, but definitely a rough game for him. Um, but I'm excited to see what he can do going forward. And Shemi Ojale, his performance was even worse. Um, zero points in 12 minutes, missed all five of his shots. All of them were three pointers. And he also missed both of his free throws, um, one board for Shemi and one steal, which was fantastic, by the way, um, shows what he can do on the defensive end. But man, was he bad tonight? Obviously, uh, when you're 0 for 5 from the, the three point line and miss both of your free throws, it's probably not going to be a good game when you're playing 12 minutes. Uh, he was minus seven in those 12 minutes, that meaning we lost Shemi's 12 minutes by seven points. So, um, Really tough opening game for him as a Milwaukee Buck. Um, he was not afraid to shoot the ball. That was for sure. All of his three-pointers, he was open when he took them. A couple guys closed quickly on him and got a little bit of a hand in the face, but I thought they were all nice looks. Like I wasn't mad that he took any of those shots, but they just didn't go in. And I mean, some of them were kind of close, but they were definitely off. Um, so Again, he had the quick trigger. He was not afraid to shoot. I like to see that from him. He's already adopted the let it fly mantra of the Milwaukee Bucks. And, you know, I was just happy to see him out there because I am one who has been very excited about what he can do on this team. Um, But again, I just think that he, he was, he was bad tonight. I mean, there's no way around it. So um, now hopefully he can pick it up. I think he can. I think a lot of Bucks fans are already going to jump ship after that game, like, cause it was bad. But again, he's been out for a while now with that calf strain and uh, it's just nice to see him out there. And I think that he is able to make some nice plays defensively that are going to at least provide some value for this team. Even if he's not going on offense, I don't think he's going to get a lot of minutes for this team right now. He's probably going to hover around the, the, 15 minute per game mark um, with Brooke Lopez and Drew Holiday still out. So again, nice to see him out there. Rather have him out there than Mamu. Um, he's he's been in the league for a while now, but um, he was bad, real bad tonight. So uh, I really hope that that he can pick it up. And I'm not jumping ship. I'm very excited about what he can do for this team. I really like his defensive abilities. Uh, he's active around the glass, um, from a rebounding perspective. And he, last year he was 38% on catch and shoot three pointers. So, um, that's great. So if he can do that for the bucks, he's going to be a huge asset for this team. So, um, again, tough night for him, but nice to see him out there. So I'm not going to touch on the game too much else. Uh, it was, it was just a tough one. You know, I don't think there's too much necessarily analysis from this game. I think the Bucks are really struggling without Brooke Lopez uh, from a defensive perspective. Um, they are just, they're just struggling to protect the rim and that's what Brooke Lopez does. And, and they're also struggling rebounding. The Bucks got out rebounded tonight, 49 to 43. Um, usually don't see that happening a lot of the time when Brooke Lopez is out there, even though he's not a high rebounder, he still box guys out, gets in the, in the lanes where guys are going to be trying to, to pick up the rebounds and he's just a force down low. So um, again, really struggling without him. He impacts th- this team in so many ways. He's also a fairly reliable offensive player as well, especially when he can hit 
three pointers at, you know, even a mid to high 30% range. So um, big, big loss for them. And I'm a little concerned about his injury. Uh, they've labeled it as back soreness. He's missed the last four games since uh, ring night, but you know, Brooke has had some back issues in his career, not necessarily with the Milwaukee Bucks. He only missed, I think, three games last year, and now he's already missed four. So um, not ideal, obviously. Again, my biggest uh, weakness, I what I thought the biggest weakness of the Bucks was coming into the season was their big depth. And it's clearly showing right now because, like I said, what if Brooke Lopez is out for a couple weeks or Giannis is out for a couple weeks? What are we going to do? Who are we going to play? Is Mamu going to get minutes? And we sure saw that he did. Now, obviously, he's not going to get minutes when uh, Ojale and Portis are healthy like they were tonight. But still, um, just not ideal big depth. And it's definitely um, we're suffering from it right now. So um, I, th- I don't think pe- a lot of people realize how valuable Brooke Lopez is to this team. So um, I'm concerned about the injury. I think he'll be OK. But you know, just missing four straight games. Like, is it really that bad? Like we just don't get any clarity on these injuries from the bucks, really from the NBA in general, the bucks are really secure about them, uh, which is frustrating from, you know, someone who covers the team, just trying to figure out when are these guys going to be back? You know, we have no idea. Like I wasn't going to be surprised if Portis and Ojale missed another week um, until we saw that they were probable coming into today's game. So Frustrating to not really know what's going on with the players and their injury status. We still haven't heard a, a doggone thing about Dante's injury. Like, I think he's probably not going to be back until January at the earliest. I think that could be, it could be even February. I'm not quite sure. But um, again, hope to see him back out there soon. Drew Holiday, we don't know when he's going to be back either. I think it should be sooner than later. But again, we don't have any clarity on this stuff. So, Uh, Bucks just got to get healthy. You know, it's just frustrating as a fan to just watch this team and just know, like, this isn't our, this isn't the Bucks right now. We need our starters. Like we need these guys. We're going to be so much better with them. And we have weathered the storm without them. I thought we played really well in Indiana Monday night. Uh, That was a game I was expecting us to lose. um, And I was expecting us to win this game tonight. So I was wrong on both of those fronts, but uh, I just thought, you know, with Sabonis and Miles Turner, that they were going to weaponize their size against the Milwaukee Bucks um, with their lack of of bigs. And Miles Turner only played, I think, 12 or 14 minutes in that game. Sabonis was pretty good, but I thought the Bucks contained him fairly well. Even Pat played some solid D on him. Uh, that's power forward Pat Connaughton for you. But um, they played really well. Thanasis ended up getting the start against the Pacers uh, when. Pat get, got the start against the Heat and uh, tonight against the Timberwolves. So it's really matchup dependent. You know, if we're playing a bigger team, like Indiana basically starts two centers and Sabonis and Miles Turner. So the Bucks kind of had to counter that by starting Thanasis over Pat just to get a little more height in there. Um, and I thought he played fairly well um, from a defensive perspective in that game, um, causing a lot of turnovers and just doing what Thanasis does, getting in people's heads. Um, so yeah, they played really well in Indiana. Uh, that was a great game. Middleton was, was great. Uh, Grayson Allen had his best game as a buck. I believe 19 points for him, uh, was draining threes. Uh, Wara had a solid game. 
Um, Giannis was great as well. George Hill, I thought, played really well in that game too. So that was a big win for Milwaukee. I really did not expect them to win that game. Um, but, you know, Indiana also had some injuries, two starters being out with Karis LeVert and uh, TJ Warren. So um, that was a really nice win for the Bucs. Um, the Heat game, we're not even, we don't even need to touch on that. That was just, the Heat were just, they had a bullseye on, on us ever since we swept their ass in, uh, in, in the first round of the playoffs last year. So kudos to you, Miami. You got your, your little, you can hang up your banner. Oh, we beat the Bucks uh, in the, in October of the regular seasons, congrats. Uh, what a, what a accomplishment for you guys. Um, I mean, they were just playing balls to the walls out there. PJ Tucker was just all over the place trying to play his butt off. He said he circled that game, um, and wanted to win it more than any other regular season game. Um, obviously because he's not on the bucks anymore and I'm sure he wants to be, um, so whatever, congrats, Miami, you know, we had no one playing in the game basically. Um, so whatever, you know, it doesn't, that doesn't make a difference, but, um, and then the bucks were not, picked up a nice win in San Antonio on Saturday night. Um, that was a scrappy game too, back and forth. Uh, I felt like the bucks weren't going to be able to pull it out for a little bit of time there in the fourth quarter. Um, but you know, the bucks just played well down the stretch and got a win. So that's what we've seen the last four games from Milwaukee three and two now. Um, so let's just touch on a couple of the players and my overall thoughts on how they've been so far. Uh, Giannis and Chris have been fantastic. You know, obviously it was Chris great tonight. He was not, but, uh, again, I thought McDaniels did a great job on him defensively and overall Chris has been really, really solid this regular season so far definitely carrying over from his dominance in the playoffs last year, got that championship swagger for sure. So I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Chris so far. Giannis has just been Giannis. Um, Really the thing for me, the two things that have stuck out the most are his free throw shooting. Uh, He is shooting, I think mid seventies percent from the free throw line to start the year, which is great. That's all I want from him is just a minimum of 70%. Obviously more would be fantastic. um, But Got to be happy with that. Uh, his free throw routine is sped up. He's only taking one dribble as opposed to five or six last year. I'm so glad that he changed that. You just can't give these fans something to, you know, you can't just give them the opportunity to count like that. And even for the reps to call some uh, 10 second violations. So he had to speed it up. I'm glad he did. Some fans are still counting because that's just what they're going to do, but it doesn't even make it like, I don't think it's getting to his head anymore. Um, and it's, they're not going to call it 10 seconds because he's shooting them in like five to seven seconds, I believe. So um, really like what I'm seeing from him from the free throw line. And the other thing is just, he looks healthy. He looks dominant. He looks like the Giannis that we all know him to be. Uh, obviously there's a lot of injury concerns for him coming into the year. He didn't practice a lot in training camp uh, or leading up to the the season. He missed the first couple preseason games due to that knee injury. Um, just more of the nagging knee pain that he's had really since uh, he basically bent his knee backwards in game four of the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Um, so he looks healthy. He looks great. I still cringe a lot of times when he's driving to the basket or trying to block someone. Like when he just gets mauled out there uh, on the court too. Whenever guys are just trying to like follow him when they know he would just dunk on him. So they, they just follow him because they want to get, 
give him a chance to make free throws instead of giving him an easy bucket in the paint. Like he just gets mauled out there. It's crazy. Um, so I always cringe. I, it's always concerning to me, but he looks great and uh, not much else to say for Giannis. Um, touch on some of the other guys here. Uh, Grayson Allen, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from him so far. Uh, now he has had the most uh, wide open three pointer three-point attempts to start the the NBA season. Um, and he was only knocking down right around 30% of those. So I think the shots are, are going to get, he's going to make more, he's going to get more efficient from three. Uh, he has scored over 10 or more points in every game uh, as a buck so far. So I think Grayson Allen looks great. Um, he's making threes at not a super efficient clip quite yet, but you know what? He's knocking them down still, and he, he's got an ability to drive to the basket. He had a really, really nice, tough finish at the rim today um, or last night against the Timberwolves, and he, he can get you some rebounds too. He's very athletic. Uh, defensively, I'd say he's average to maybe just slightly below average. Um, he, he's not Dante on defense. You know, he can make some plays out there, but he's not going to kill you on the defensive end. He's not someone, well, teams will target him defensively, but I think he can hold his own a lot better than some players. So I'd say he's right around an average defender from what I've seen so far. Um, so I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Grayson. He's been a great fit, uh, in the starting lineup. Um, you know, I like that he's taking these open threes because, he's open so much and we know he can knock them down efficiently. So the shots are going to fall at a more efficient clip. I am confident about that. And overall, I think he's just a very, very steady force on offense and someone that is literally a perfect fit for the starters. So I love what I'm seeing from Grayson so far. I only expect it to get better going forward. Um, George Hill touch on him a little bit. He's been pretty good. Um, I think he started off pretty rough uh, in opening night against Brooklyn and I mean, whatever against the heat, but since then he's had some nice games. I thought he played really well against the Spurs and uh, the Pacers uh, struggled a little bit last night against the Timberwolves, but he's getting a lot of minutes right now. And I think that's just kind of putting a toll on him a little bit. He played 30 minutes last night against the Timberwolves. You know, if Drew Holiday's in the picture, he's only playing around 15 to 20 minutes top. So um, again, we knew that George Hill's role would be different coming into this season, um, just given that we have a, a very good point guard in Drew Holiday versus when Hill was on the Bucks last time. We had Eric Bledsoe, and he was erratic as all can be. So um, we relied on George Hill a lot more during that his first tenure with the Bucks, and he was closing a lot of games for Milwaukee too. So um, again, George Hill, his role is going to be diminished a little bit. He's still got some really nice abilities defensively. Obviously, he's got the long arms. He's made some really nice plays on defense, had three steals against uh, the Timberwolves, which is great. Um, so if he can just be a good defender, and even if he doesn't knock down a bunch of shots, I'm totally fine with that. That's still an upgrade over Jeff Teague. And he's just more reliable um, and he's played with these players a lot. So I just think that he's been solid so far, a little bit better than I expected. I was a little down on him after his uh, appearances in the preseason. I thought he looked pretty bad, but uh, so far I think he's been pretty good. So I am definitely trending upward on my feelings for George Hill uh, through five games so far. Such on Pat Connaughton next. Uh, 
besides the game against uh, Minnesota last night, he has been amazing shooting really well from three before the Minnesota game. He was averaging 13.6 points per game. I mean, that's a lot for Pat Connaughton and he, him and Chris Middleton so far have, have benefited the most from that championship swagger. They just are carrying over what they were, uh, how they were producing in the playoffs and even in the NBA finals specifically last year. Um, so I think Pat has been great. Um, he's been playing a lot of minutes, 30 minutes plus pretty much in every game since opening night. Um, cause he's had to, you know, he's just such a versatile player. Again, he's been playing a lot of power forward for this team in those small ball lineups, because just watch him on defense. He's so much better. Like when he's, when guys are trying to back him down and like post him up versus when he's trying to guard, like athletic wings. Like if he's guarding bigger guys, he's so much better at it. Just, just take a look at that next time. And you'll notice that you want Pat Connaughton guarding bigger guys um, versus really athletic wings because he, he struggles on, on that aspect of the defensive side of the ball. So um, again, Pat Connaughton has been great. There's not really much to say about him. I don't think, um, you know, I'm so happy to see fans finally just praising Pat because I was praising him all year last year. Um, but obviously everyone was kind of won over during his performances in the playoffs, but it's definitely carried over this year. So kudos to Pat Connaughton. He has been fantastic this year. Um, such on Jordan Wara next. Um, he surprised me in many ways. I'm still a little bit up and down about him. I know you guys are going to think I'm a Wara hater. I'm not. Uh, I'm really not. Two things have really surprised me about him so far. He has been a very good shot blocker for the Bucks this season. He had two blocks, I believe, against the Pacers. Again, that huge block against Kevin Durant. He is he's blocking shots at a really nice clip. I just didn't think he had that athletic ability and just overall hand-eye coordination to do that. So um, I really like that aspect of his game so far. That's made him just more playable defensively. If you can block shots and that forces a turnover, you know, you're just giving your team more opportunities and stopping the opposing team from scoring baskets. So um I did not expect that from him at all. And I'm really, really liking that. I hope that can continue because that's going to be able to give him an edge and ability to remain in this rotation. And the other thing I've liked from him so far is his rebounding. He had five rebounds against the Timberwolves. He's been right around that mark every other game for the Bucks this year. Um, he just, he's just able to pick up rebounds and be strong and use his body to just box guys out and, and just get a nice rebound. You know, there's not much else to say about it. He's just been more instinctive uh, when shots go up and just looking to get rebounds more, which is great. You know, again, the Bucks are struggling without Brooke Lopez and some of their other bigs to start the year. So Wara is, he's not a big, but he's, he's six, eight, and he's got a thicker body. So he's a guy that's got to use his body to get some rebounds when we're playing a lot of guards on the floor. So I think his rebounding has been really solid to start the year. Um, let's talk about his offense a little bit. I still do not like his shot selection. Uh, I think it's pretty poor. Um, he just tries to force things too much when I think he passes up opportunities to pass it to open guys when he's just trying to get his shot going. Um, and it's frustrating for me. That's just one thing I, I can't get out of my head. It's like, dude, you got to take better shots and just not take these tough mid-range shots contested hand in the face or just tough three pointers. Like 
he's he's had some really nice games offensively and he scored some points and he's shooting the three ball at a pretty good clip this year. But again, um, I just think his shot selection is poor and it's something that can definitely be improved. But I just think that's that's Jordan Wara. I just think he's just a shot taker and he's going to take some shots that drive you nuts every single game. Um, but then he's also going to make some tough shots and he's going to make those open shots a lot of the time. So it's something I'm probably going to have to live with because I don't think his shot selection is going to drastically improve throughout the season. So um, that's the big thing for me that he just needs to improve. Um, I just think he's got to be a little less selfish and just look to, to create for other guys and uh, not just take shots all the time. So uh, that's my only thing for him. I think he's been really solid though. So, um, so far he's definitely earning a spot in the rotation. And once you see, uh, uh, Brooke and drew back, I still think that he's probably going to be in the rotation going forward. Guys like Rodney hood could fall out of that rotation. Obviously, Justin Robinson will fall out. Um, Thanasis probably as well. So at that point, then you're looking at, you know, the five starters with probably, um, George Hill, Connaughton, Wara, Bobby Portis, and Ojale, um, probably getting the minutes off the bench with maybe a little bit of Rodney Hood in there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think he's been better than expected right now, and I, I just think got to clean up the shot selection. But overall, he's been he's been scoring for us, had some really big shots against Indiana, um, and. I really like his rebounding and his ability to block shots. Two things I did not see from him um, coming into the season. Uh, we'll touch on Rodney Hood a little bit here um, before before we close out. Um, he's been all right. You know, he's he's starting to get some minutes. He he didn't play against the Spurs. I think that was his first game that he was able to play. He missed the first two. Uh, didn't get any minutes there, but he did log minutes against uh, the Pacers and then. Uh, last night against the Timberwolves, his stat line against Minnesota, seven points in 13 minutes, one for three from the field. All of those are three pointers, four for four from the free throw line, four boards and an assist. Um, he's just been okay. I don't think he's super explosive. Uh, I think he's lost a little bit of that just with the injuries that he suffered, especially two years off of a torn Achilles, which is probably the worst injury you can suffer as an NBA player. Um, so I think he's just lost a little bit of the explosiveness. He can still knock down shots. Uh, he made one or two threes against the Spurs, or sorry, against the Pacers, and then one last night against Minnesota. Um, he's been okay. I just I don't think he's been great. Uh, I was, again, he was the guy I was most excited about that we signed in free agency last year. That doesn't include Grayson Allen because we traded for him. So um, for Rodney Hood, I just, I don't think he's been great. Um, I think he could fall out of the rotation again when, the, when Drew and Brooke are back, but he's a nice guy to have as a potential spark bug player. If some of our other bench players like a Wara or an Ojale are struggling, um, maybe you give Rodney Hood a little bit of opportunity. So I think they're going to try and work him in a little bit more here. Um, again, especially in a season where we're not trying to, to go balls to the walls. If we just want a title three months removed from it, especially, um, and you just want to, get our starters and our key role players healthy going into the playoffs. So um, I think Rodney Hood will see minutes sporadically throughout the regular season. Uh, just depends on the injury statuses, but overall he's just been okay. I, I can't say he's been great. I can't say he's been bad. So 
I'm not mad about that. I think he can go up from here and uh, expect to see him play um, minutes again while these guys are out, especially. So not much on Rodney Hood. Um, And I guess Justin Robinson, we could touch on him a little bit. He's obviously a two-way player. So once Drew is back, there's virtually no chance that he is in the rotation. Um, I think he's been decent, Uh, not offensively though. I think defensively, he's actually been a lot better than I thought. He's a very small point guard at 6'1", and just doesn't seem like he moves his feet super well in D, but he gets in those passing lanes. He forced a really nice charge. I think it was against Indiana. Um, and he's, he's picked up some steals and he's just been fairly decent on defense. His offense has been bad, but he's been okay. I have to say that I I like, I think he's an intriguing prospect. You know, I would like to see him get some minutes with the herd at some point, um, once Drew is back, but again, um, he's been a little bit better than I thought. And I thought he looked pretty good in the preseason when a lot of people were down on him. So maybe I'm a Justin Robinson Stan. I'm not quite sure if I'd go that far, but I just think he's been fairly decent. Um, but just not bringing in an offense, he's not knocked down pretty much any of his open three pointers this year. So it is what it is. He's not going to be in the rotation. I don't really need to touch on him much. Um, and then there's Thanasis. We'll end with him. I know some of you think I'm a Thanasis hater. Um, I wouldn't go that far either, but, um, I just, he's fine. Like he's a hack out there. He just, Get, he, he forces so many fouls. I mean, some of those end up turning into turnovers, uh, steals for him. Um, and he makes some nice defensive plays. He obviously provides a lot of energy. I thought he played pretty well against Indiana. Um, but he was bad against Minnesota last night. And I just don't think he's very good. And he's just, I know some people want to see him in the rotation, but I, I don't personally, I just, I don't, I don't see what the purpose is of it you know, maybe to provide some energy in some games where we, we come out really slow, like last night against Minnesota. Sure. Give him a few minutes here and there. And that, from that perspective, or throw him in at the end of a quarter, just to, for one defensive possession, or if you need some guys to take a couple fouls on, on someone that's just lighting us up, that's your guy. That's what Tenassis can do. So I just don't think he's great. I, I really don't. He has no offense whatsoever besides he plays that dunker role um, where pretty much when Giannis or guys have it right around the free throw line, he'll just start to, to creep up towards the basket uh, on the baseline and and just be in that dunker spot uh, for a quick outlet pass for Giannis or Chris or whoever else is driving to the basket. And he did a good job of that against Indiana. But again, I just don't think he's great. I really don't want to see him out there much. Um, fine right now when we have the injuries, but I think he'll be phased out of the rotation as he should be um, once we get Drew and Brooke back. So that's what I've got for you guys in terms of how the Bucks have been, you know, overall, I'm not mad about it. You know, three and two, it's fine. Uh, I wish they'd be four and one would have won this game last night. I would have just overall, my pulse would have just been better. Um, but you know what? We won the title last year. We're still going to be a force in the playoffs. Um, that's not a game that you want to lose, but you know what? Three and two, a lot of injuries right now. I'm totally fine with that. Um, we still kick Brooklyn's butt. So that's good to see. And uh, the East has been pretty interesting this year. I mean, Brooklyn does not look good right now. They are two and three just lost to Miami last night. Uh, James Harden looks bad, um, out of shape, 
Uh, he's not getting to the free throw line. He averaged around 11 free throws a game the last few years. Um, and since they changed the new rules, which have been awesome, by the way, they changed the rules in the NBA now to not call those unnatural movements where guys would basically like pump fake and like lean into someone while they were shooting uh, just to get a foul drawn. They, they got rid of all that stuff, which has been great. The games have been so much better and there's been less fouls. Now, NBA, you need to get rid of the take foul. That is getting ridiculous at this point. It really uh, hurts the Bucks too. So what the take foul is, it's where, like, let's say the Bucks get a steal and they go on the fast break. Giannis is dribbling down the court. You saw it a couple of times against Minnesota. Someone would just foul him by just grabbing him and prevent the Bucks from dunking, just getting a wide open layup uh, on the other side. So it takes away two points from the other team. What they should do is do what they do with the clear path foul. If someone uh, does a take foul where they just foul us on the fast break when we're easily going to score, we should get two free throws and the ball. They did that with the clear path foul and it's eliminated a lot of those. So that NBA needs to change that. But back to James Harden, he's struggling getting to the free throw line with these new rules and he's just been bad. He's been out of shape. He looks slow out there. Um, And if he's average, the nets are not good. So that's what they've been so far. Um, So at least, you know, when the bucks aren't looking, I mean, you know, three and two, they look fine, but you know, two early losses, Brooklyn's got three already. So that's obviously good. Um, you know, you, you see teams like Chicago's four now. I mean, they look pretty decent, but I mean, they're not going to continue that. They haven't played anyone good, really. Uh, Charlotte's four and one. I like Charlotte a lot. I, again, I'm a big Lomelo Ball fan. I just think he's great. Um, so they look really good so far. Miles Bridges has been an absolute stud. He didn't get uh, he didn't get a rookie extension um, like guys like Kevin Herter and Grayson Allen got, um, there was that deadline about a week or two ago. So he didn't get that. And man, is he absolutely balling right now? So Charlotte looks great. I think the Knicks look pretty good too at three and one. Uh, and I hate to say it, Miami heat, they look very solid to start this year. Um, the wins against Milwaukee. I mean, we had no one playing basically and Brooklyn last night, uh, good start for them. Tyler hero definitely looks like more like the bubble tire. Tyler hero than he does Tyler hero of last season. So if he's going to play like this all year, they're going to be a really tough team to beat. Um, not a team you're going to want to see in the playoffs. So overall really good start for Miami. Um, then you're seeing teams like Washington at three and one. I think that they're going to make the play in tournament for sure. I like that roster. Uh, Atlanta has been really good too, picking up where they left off in the playoffs last year. Trey young has, uh, he's one of those guys like James Harden who would, um, he would get a lot of those fouls calls for unnatural movements. Uh, he, he hasn't had an issue with the new rules. So uh, nice job, Harden. But um, yeah, Trey Young has been great. Um, Reddish is balling right around 20 points per game so far. Um, that team is really good. And they're going to be uh, top four in the East for sure um, with Brooklyn and Milwaukee and Miami most likely. Um, and then you got a bunch of other teams floating around two and two, one and four, Philadelphia is two and two. They are not looking great so far. Joel Embiid is already banged up. Um, They're going to have a tough time winning games this year. Um, So I I don't mind seeing that, but you know what? Bucks are three and two. They got a lot of winnable games coming up. Um, 
The Bucks take on the Spurs again Saturday night at Pfizer Forum, and then they play the Utah Jazz Sunday at Pfizer Forum. Obviously, the Utah game will be tougher, but um, Spurs should be able to win that game. Uh, hopefully, again, we see some of the Brook and Drew start to come back here. Um, so I'm not too concerned about the, the Bucks, you know, coming up here. They just they're they're weathering the storm with a lot of these injuries. And, you know, a perfect example of last night against Minnesota is especially these teams that are trying to make the playoffs they're going to play their butts off against Milwaukee and try and beat them because we're the defending champions. So that just gives them motivation. And that's exactly what we saw from Minnesota. So again, Bucks got Spurs Saturday, Utah, uh, Utah Sunday, and then Detroit on the road on Tuesday. Um, so those are the next three games that they will play before uh, our next episode. So that's all I've got for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed this one. Again, please make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at downtown underscore Brown Twitter, downtown underscore Brown 33 and Instagram and follow me on Spotify and Apple podcasts. So you can stay up to date and know when all my episodes will be posted, but they should be up there at 5am every Thursday. So i um, excited about uh, getting some more content out there. And uh, so far the bucks are looking pretty good. So all things are, are going well. Uh, thanks again, guys and go bucks.